Hey, what's up everybody? This is Perry with Premier Guitar here in Nashville, Tennessee at the brand new Ascend Amphitheater outside. If you get a chance to, come check it out. It's pretty awesome. I'm talking to Carl Bramel, my homeboy in my morning jacket. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hanging in there, hanging in there, man. Um, here to talk about some of your sweet rig, dude. Got some really cool stuff going on and some new stuff. We'll, yep. let's start with guitars. Okay. Kind of show those off. This, um, this is my black Les Paul. I've had this, I think it's a 1988. Uh, back when I was in college, I put the Bigsby on it. Yeah, I was gonna say, has it been rerouted for? Yeah, it's been. It had a stop tail piece? Everything's been swapped out. It keeps swapping out pickups. It's been worked on a bunch. It fell out of my friend's truck one day and lived. <laughs> so I've had this guitar forever and this has always been like the number one for me. Did you um, have to replace the neck or anything when it fell out of his oh, it was in a, It was in, in the 80s, they had like plastic, huge, huge plastic cases in the case. It was fine. I was driving behind <laughs> my friend Mike's truck and I saw it slide out. I was like, no, but it was fine. Didn't, didn't need to be repaired. Um, then I bought this guitar at Groon a long time ago before I even lived here in Nashville. P90 action? Uh, it's beautiful. You know, I was on the road working for another band and Saved up my per diems and bought a guitar. Uh, not a and bad so this, one to buy. That's and awesome. yeah, uh, it's been great. It's not like a vintage one, but it's been. It's been what beautiful. year is it? Do you know? I have no idea. Do you know how the serial numbers work? I'm not super familiar. I've probably had it for 12 years. So gotcha. Are, uh, are those pickup stockers? That's something that you yeah, wanted. Yeah, I've never there? changed anything on that cool. guitar. Um, and then this is a pretty recent, well, somewhat recent acquisition, like Doozy. three or four years ago. Um, Sorry about that. This guitar kind of gives this guitar a run for its money. Um, and since it is chambered, it's a slightly different sound. Uh, I got warmer. this kind of right before we started working on Circuital and used it a lot on that record. And then, um, you know, I've been using it a ton since. So I kind of split. Th this, these two guitars are the guitars I use the most. The Brunt, sure. And there's some more guitars that are set up with specific tunings and what have you. Can you bring a... Like the Caribou and the SG over, maybe? No, and this Doozy, are those um, proprietary Duesenberg pickups, or is that something that you wanted? Well, the, yeah, they make everything, as far as I know, themselves. I think they do make pickups. They made their own. Like the trem bar is They make their own tremolo, which is really nice. They did some I, cool things. I love that it stays put. Yeah, <laughs> That's it's, so like, great. it's designed great. Like the, having a little slot right there is nice. It's a nice improvement over the, the, yeah. the normal Bigsby. Um, the tuners are really nice. I mean, they, they did a lot of German engineering and like thought into this guitar. And it yeah, translates. I have, I have a 12 string version of their guitar and I also just got this. Noise. Which is more of a kind of a rockin' sounding version, but it's still chambered. I think it's the same thing. So it's got like a little less uh, warmth, like more rocket. Like, it's a little more focused. Smaller chamber, you think? It's just like, it's, there's just more solid wood in this guitar. Gotcha. Um, so this is, I just kind of recently got this one. I really like it a lot. Yeah, that's too that's cool. That's the Caribou. And then I bought this guitar from Rocky. What year is this? 67. This is 67 SG Junior. How thin they um, were. Oh, I leave this one in E flat for songs that are in E flat. Gotcha. Um, pickup's real microphonic and messed up sounding great. Beautiful. Very, very cool. So those are kind of the main ones. And then you recently took on this Princeton, right? Yeah. Uh, Usually I'll have a car slant six up here. Um, I was just in North Carolina where their where their factory is, and I left it with them to do some tweaks for me. So usually that's up here, and I love that amp. Um, but I'm, and so I brought this from home. Just uh, thought I'd try to plug it into this 212 cabinet, and it's been great. Yeah. I mean, 
I think that's going to be my backup once the car is back. I, I heard your tech so. uh, line checking and it sounded really, really, yeah, really good. Yeah, it surprised me. It surprised me, you know, but it's just, it's just such a simple amp. There's only, you know, I'm really only using three. There's yeah. no reverb, none of that, none, none other, nothing else clouding the signal. Um, and we've had some good luck with warehouse guitar speakers. We've put a lot of warehouse speakers in cabinets. That's what's in the Mesa right that's now. That's what's in here. There's, cool. two, there's two different ones. I'm not sure what model they so are. So you're just bypassing this speaker and going right yeah, into I'm a cab? Yeah, I'm not using the 10, I'm using the 12s. Cool. And it well, seems to be great. ceramic, about 75 watts. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, I thought Junior here's, really deserves Yeah, this guitar, yeah, for some reason, this is like one of the best sounding guitars I have, but I always have it in a weird tuning, so I don't use it very much. But every time I pick it up, I'm like, man, this guitar sounds Feels great. Feels good. It's, what do you love about that? It's just a standard. I think it's just because it's so simple. Yeah, one pickup you know? tune. Um, and I, it's got a really thick neck. I don't, I don't know what it is about well, this guitar. Part, I think it's part that those juniors are a little more wood. Yeah. Otherwise, same as the other juniors. You think it's got yeah. a little more wood. It's thicker, a little more substantial, yeah. sure. Yeah, there's something about this going through like a fuzz pedal. It's just... Very cool. Oh, and yeah, this is the what? first Duesenberg that I got. Oh, well, that? The reason I got one at all um, is uh, I played one at a recording studio, and a having a 12-string that stays in tune is like, you can take Impossible. it on the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got this first, and then Nathan brought me this, and he's like, take that for a while. It, it, can so, we turn, it, turn that around so everybody can see the headstock? Because this looks like a yeah. mess of tuners. That's really cool. It's actually simpler this way. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because you know which strings you're on, yeah. So anyway, Thanks. this is this was the first Duesenberg, and now, it's, now I have three. I wish I could do that at hotels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So in addition to the Princeton, you're also playing, is it Three Monkeys? Is that what Three it is? Monkeys Grease Monkey. It's an EL84 amp. No reverb, real simple. Uh, going into some vintage uh, C12Ns, some old Jensen speakers. So you're basically trying to get the, the cleanest signal that you can get and then just color everything with pedals, right? Pretty much. The, the Grease Monkey gets on its own when you dig in. It, it starts to get break a up a little bit. Do you run them? keep this pretty, and they're on, well, they're both on all the time. Gotcha. Um, and sometimes we'll do some stereo stuff. Not a ton. Yeah, gotcha. Not like all stereo all the time. That's not super Plus complicated. It's all, always have a backup. Oh, got you know, to. It's like yeah, yeah. One amp dies. There's something else is making sound back there. So. Well, I guess that just uh, leaves pedals. Okay. Let's take a look. Cool. cool. All right, Carl. Man, I, I see a lot of pedal boards. This one is so tight. This is very, very clean. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I designed this and put it together with my friend Bucky Huck, who's a tech here in Nashville. Um, I, when we were working on the record, I was on the internet and I discovered this this kind of control system that does loops. It's made in England, in England this company called GigRig. Uh, I have tape over all the, all the <laughs> information, but, but essentially there's 10 loops, two of them are stereo, it can control two amps. Um, you can set up combinations of pedals or you can treat it just like a stomp bot, like just individually add yeah. things. Um, so it's really functional and it also sends MIDI so oh, nice. so I can control this H9 from from presets and not have to be messing with the actual H9. So speaking of the uh, H9s, it, you have two on the board. Yep. Is are you one is one is before gain stages and one is after. Gotcha. I think there's a new feature in these now where you can uh, split split the functionality and have it change. Uh, cause it's, cause it's a stereo pedal, but then uh -huh. you wouldn't be able to get stereo on the, 
on your post-game stage one. So I like having two anyway. Sure. But they solve that problem if you only want if you only can get one. Um, but it's just I mean, basically all of their larger pedals that Eventide made, all the all the algorithms are in here, and you can control it with your iPad. It's insane. I mean, I haven't I've only I only I use it pretty sparingly sparingly over here just for one harmonizing thing, and then over here. Uh, I had this built. It's just a MIDI controller for this. So I, I send. I actually control this one. I have different kinds of washes that I use uh -huh. in between songs. Just to for room, just for noise in between. Yeah, we like yeah. to like segue between two different songs and like maybe transition the key. real long delay. And I control and it with the boomerang here. I have this setting just to um, as an expression pedal. Oh, gotcha. But it's just okay. an expression roller. It's just smaller. Like yeah. when I found this, I was like it's great. It's so small. I don't have to have a huge. You know, sometimes the plastic expression pedals just kind of suck. Yeah. So this one's cool because you just, you know. So um, cool. So anyway, so the brains of the system are here, and this thing's been great so far. I haven't had no issues with it. Um, but I've got an analog man compressor, the TC Electronics tuner because it's so small. It's a tiny little guy. Yeah. I love that thing. Um, we used a lot of um, fuzz on the new record, and I... Our producer Tucker had a like a nice old tone bender, a real one, a huge one that only runs on a battery and it's just sort of takes up too much space. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have so, it. So, but I tried a lot of fuzzes and I thought this was really close um, and is really it really nice. A clone of that, or is it just something similar? I, I think it's a similar, similar thing. It, it actually, it's it's different because the actual tone bender to make it sound good, you have to go like Crank that. Crank it, yeah. <laughs> so this thing has a little more uh, you room know, to play. Vari variables in there. Cool. Another cool thing is a Spaceman booster here, a harmonic booster. I use this for a clean boost um, a lot with, with the full drive. It's kind of like the main gain stage for me. I've tried so many other pedals here and always come back to this. That's just like a main, like a rhythm sound, sure. and then I'll kick this in uh, just to get a little louder. A little something, uh, something, sure. And then, you know, your standard digital boss reverb. I've tried lots of fancy reverbs, and this one just seems to be good for like, you know, your basic reverb sound. I leave it on hall, um, but I've tried a lot of boutique reverbs and stuff, and I haven't really found anything that I love better than this for the road. I'm, you know, in the studio, use a you know Try real, real tank. Yeah, you know, but, yeah. Um, another thing, kind of like that, is this tape delay. I used to travel with the full tone tape delays, and I love those, and I wish I was, but just purely for on the road this thing is close enough gotcha. and not having to deal with uh you know when we play at bonnaroo and it's 100 degrees and there's sand and shit flying through the air the tape delays stop working you know uh nothing against them but yeah. and so i nice use this yeah. and then the mr echo i've had for a while i love this slam function it's really fun does uh, that give you like a tape warble it kinda? takes it it puts the repeats and the the delays all the way like this and the repeats like this when you hold the slam and when Very you let cool. go it goes Roar. Cool, very, very cool. And then, you know, the Electroharmonics Pog is really useful for songs, many songs. And just a little flavor. Just a little flavor. This What's thing, this, guy? this thing banks up. So I think there's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. There's uh, 14 presets, and then you get another 14 with gotcha. that. Now, do you, do you program that by the set list? Or do you kind of just figure out where you're at? No, I have just some basic combinations built, and then and then I have things that I add in. Gotcha. And the cool thing is, one of the greatest things about this thing is if you're, you're out, you've decided to add a ton of pedals in and everything's going nuts, just with one switch you're back to 
to your, like a, to like a preset exactly yeah that's cool um and that's been good it's been really good for me it saves me a lot i have to sing a lot and i'm also i'm also triggering samples over here uh-huh so i've got a lot of jobs it's like one one less move is really helps me so a lot. is that controller running to that uh, loop station yeah so i'm using this loop station and i loaded it up with pre preset samples that i need and then i trigger it with these so i've got three three samples per song and then i can scroll through with this gotcha to the different different songs and so the rest of these pedals you're kind of using for other instruments that you're playing right like sax and yeah i run a sax through these two eventide pedals <laughs> and i use this radio it's called the voco loco it was made for um, singers who want to sing through guitar pedals very cool but obviously it works for a uh, sax mic um, so you can control how much you're sending to these and there's a little EQ there and you can kick in the effects or not. And for me, the stage is so loud. A lot of times, even while I'm playing song, or during the song that I play sax, if I'm not playing for the moment, I'll come over and mute it. Mute it, yeah. Because it's just like <laughs> How did you conclude to use guitar pedals with saxophone? Is that something you've always kind of played with or is it? Yeah, I mean, in the studio, we started doing a lot of splitting where I would you know, we'd set up a normal mic, and then I'd also use like a Boca Loco or the Eventide Mix and Mixing Link. It's a similar product. And put some fuzz or some octave on it, and we blend it together. So that's kind of how this started. Pretty cool. And then also on this tour, you're playing lap steel, right? Uh, pedal steel, yeah. Or pedal steel, excuse me, that's even yeah. harder. Jeez, Lee. <laughs> how much of the set is played on pedal steel? Is it about half and half? Depends. It's not half and half. It's probably two or three songs at most a night. Um, but it's one of my favorite places to be on stage. Uh, and I have this, I've had this GFI pedal steel for a while now. Uh, it's been great. This thing sounds great. And I got to order it and, tell, and configure it the way I wanted to. Um, I have used a Hilton volume pedal, which is nice. Nicer, it, it, for pedal steel, it seems to work better than for like your standard Better travel? It, it, there's, no pot, there's no potentiometer in it. Gotcha. It's light based. Uh, it just seems to be clearer for pedal steel. Um, one of the secret cool things I have here is this uh, steel guitar black box made by a pal named Brad Sarno. There's basically an impedance matcher in here. There's a transformer and a tube. Um, a little 12x7 or something? There's a little tube in here and there's a lot of like uh, uh, sweetening going on in here and you can dial in. Sometimes, sometimes especially on like on a modern steel, they'll be kind of like a, a a mid-range or a high peak, you can sort of dial out. Um, Almost and since EQ you're using it. pedals, this basically pretends like you're going straight to an amp. Gotcha. So the pickup loves to see this tube first, right? Um, and then I just have a really simple Voodoo Lab looper here. Um, and in there I've got the, the Mini Moog delay, another Eventide, the mod factor this time. And here's an Earthquaker device. I don't know what this is called, the Dispatch Maker. Mm -hmm. Dispatch Maker. It's got reverb and delay. Uh, I use it mostly just for reverb. And then a, a Durham Sex Drive. I used to use this a lot for guitar, but it's great for steel. Just to, and so I, I kick that in if I need to. Just a little grit or just boost? To, just to get a little clean boost. Yeah. Um, for an amp, I've got a shom an old uh, Showman that somebody put into a deluxe reverb cab. Oh, very cool. Um, this is my backup. My uh, number one is a 70s Vibrasonic, which is a huge, heavy amp, uh, but it's at the shop. Gotcha. So, but this one sounds, sounds good too. Um, yeah, man, not a bad setup. Yeah. What a, what a cool job you have. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thanks so much for taking the time to yeah, talk to course. us today. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Perry. Yeah. You guys, stay tuned for more rig rundowns, review demos, all that fun stuff. Catch you later. Don't forget to sign up for PG Perks, your all-access pass to exclusive gear giveaways and discounts on PremierGuitar.com.